Here we are, episode 7 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. As of course I mentioned last time, this is the Forgotten Florida episode. We'll be opening up with Sean the Rum Bum Blanton who put this bad boy on. And then we'll be chatting with the three individuals that all won in a tie this year. And that's Aiden St. Charles, Maxwell Bennett, and John Parker. All three of them came across the line at 1959-56. What an amazing finish. Hey, Sean. Thanks for popping on, buddy. Oh, man. me walking around in water. It's because I'm walking around in water on this quote-unquote trail. Hey, so for this year, Forgotten Florida, I guess, you know, to really begin, you know, what, what brought you to this area of Florida? Yeah, 100%. So, basically... I started trail running in Florida. Like I started trail running like about 13, 14 years ago. And I started trail running in Florida, really central Florida, about eight years ago. Um, a girl that I was dating lives uh, greater Tampa area. And, uh, you know, so I was down here all the time. And it kind of started out going in this little like nature preserve back behind her apartments. And I... I was kind of freaked out a little bit like anybody who's not from Florida or who doesn't go get on the trails in Florida. It's like, oh, my God, a snake, a bear, you know, and it's like completely surrounded by houses and the city on all four sides, you know, and it's like, you know, so I'm just, you know, immediately like, oh, my God, I'm going to die because I think human nature is we kind of fear what we don't understand. Right. You know, I think that's like a song lyric somewhere, but, um, you know, and, and so for me, I got out there and I just started enjoying these kind of, uh, old roadbed kind of through the flatwoods kind of stuff. And, uh, I was like, man, you know, I'd like to, you know, go explore. And that's always been one of my things is with running is that I like exploring. Like for me, running is an adventure and that's with my events. That's kind of what I like to to try to share with people and um you know so then i started kind of branching out like well i'll go to this other little local nature preserve and eventually i stumbled upon what was called the florida trail you know just like on google searches and stuff like that and if anyone else has ever done any uh quote unquote uh traveling and looking for trails you know on their own not hey where do i go run but you know i have the Gaia app and i pull that up well most of the Florida trail isn't on that. So I was like, huh, what, what is this? And, uh, I ended up kind of checking it out and, uh, going to this place called, uh, Prairie Lakes or three lakes. It's kind of just South of Kissimmee, uh, St. Cloud area, you know, under Orlando. And, um, I basically went down there to check it out and was like, man, I wonder if we'd ever do like a race here. Like, this is kind of cool. And so I went down there and, you know, nobody else out there, completely alone, not a car anywhere to be seen, you know, and going out there, you, you know, you're out there. It's just cattle farms for like 30 minutes of driving out there. And um, so I end up getting out there and jumping on this trail. And I'll never forget the first thing that happens I'm on this trail. Again, I'm my my anxiety is through the roof because I'm like, man, I'm going to snap step on a rattlesnake. You know, bears going to get me. There's panthers, you know, all the crazy animals that you think of you know and so i go off uh get off going this down this trail and next 
you know, I'm just kind of on, on a knife's edge at this point. I was like, ah, ah. And next thing I know, it's like, boom, there's this big explosion above me. And I go, oh, shit. And I literally fell backwards onto the trail. It scared me so hard. And what it was, was I had scared, you know, we always think that, you know, wildlife is looking to, to get us where it's like, we're equally as scared of each other, you know, us and wildlife. And it was a freaking bald eagle. And it was like in the tree and I scared the shit out of it. And it so hard, like its wings with broken branches on its like, you know, swinging its wings out of there. And all of a sudden bald eagle down was raining down on me like snow. And I just started laughing. And uh, oddly enough, like I, you know, it sounds like, you know, it's like this guy was on drugs. Like, no, I swear to God, this is like a spiritual moment here. Uh, I kind of, the light, the sunlight was permeating like the canopy, you know, the palms and everything. And as that sunlight's like, you know, permeating the canopy of these rays of light, you know, these bald, the bald eagle down, like these down feathers just so soft or like kind of raining down. And I reached my hand out there and I caught like two of them. And, you know, for me for a second, I'm not a religious person, but I was like, oh my God, what is, what does it mean? Like, oh my God, like, am I going to die tomorrow? Like, this is some craziness and it was just beautiful and it was i kind of fell in love with you know all things florida trail and uh and at that point i was like dude i think there's a sign you know i was like man i'd love to go explore more and uh fall in love with the area and just was like i need to explore more and more and more and ultimately you know the florida trail uh you know it's 1108 miles point to point but then they kind of have this weird the AT where it's like, well, you know, there's like an east and west corridor around Orlando. Then you have the that goes up to Alabama. And then they have, you know, just countless miles of trail that are technically part of their trail system that they maintain and somewhat call the Florida Trail. So it's it's pretty rad. And so I've just been basically the last five or six years kind of just coming down and exploring. And, and you know, I, like I say this and I truly mean it and people kind of laugh at it. And then the people I brought down and either they've run one of my events on the, that uses part of the Florida trail, or like they've come on runs with me, they go, dude, now I get what you're talking about. But I say this and I mean, it is that I would take winter trail running over summer mountain running anywhere in the world. I truly mean that it's so beautiful to me. Like there's so much diversity here. There's animals, plants, just amazing stuff like uh, it just blows my mind and it's like this is unlike anywhere else in the world to me and i absolutely love it and you know now that we do we did the wild florida 120 which actually had that section that i first went on um you know where i saw the eagle and then uh you know now i do the forgotten florida 100 mile 45 mile 15 mile and uh you know it's a little something for everything so everybody so that's kind of where I'm at on uh, why I come down here. And, you know, I live in Atlanta very loosely. I'm, I kind of am a vagabond, you know, run bum is kind of, I go all over and, you know, all my events are kind of uh, meant to just go to these somewhat far off places that, uh, you know, more or less have, um, you know, they're very, very scenic and kind of off the beaten path. And I want to take people to those areas and try to use it as a, a way for me to come do trail working you know, try to be somewhat mutually beneficial for the trail and like, you know, the local economy. Yeah. Cause the different terrains, that was a big thing that, um, you know, the three leaders were talking about was, you know, you're running in this section and it looks like this and you're running in this section and you're like, okay, it looks like this. 
and then you're waist waist deep in you know water <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i mean we had this just basically like 30 year hot like winter precipitation you know in central florida with like several big storms like there's kind of a northern storms where you know they're all ice and everything kind of uh you know dip down into florida almost all the way to miami some of them to miami you know and they you know obviously it wasn't ice and snow here it was just um you know it was you know this the 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 hilarity and irony of this whole thing is if if you ran the 100 miler last year you would have finished with dry feet you wouldn't have gotten your feet wet the entire time so yeah definitely like the mud and everything made for kind of a, a wild ride and you know i think a lot of people that ran it i'm seeing it's like they're posting a lot of photos of like this the mud and it was not all mud <laughs> there's muddy sections here and there for sure but it's you know you weren't swamp stomping or anything but you know yeah the the area is so diverse i mean and that's just what central florida is it's where uh the temperate meets the tropics you know basically and uh along the saint john the whole the whole race is more or less you know within a 10 to 15 mile range of the saint john's river watershed okay and multiple points during it we literally go down to the saint john's river i mean it's pretty rad and you get to see all the biodiversity and you know my i'm a big proponent of you know you know i think people misquote me a lot is i personally for myself don't like running loop races or just a bunch of out and backs but that's me personally like i think you know uh i, I want to keep it uh, visually stimulating and all the area has to offer so i really try to go out of the way to um you know, to include all these different areas. I mean, you pretty much go through most ecosystems in Florida from like, uh, you know, uh, wet prairie to dry prairie to flatwoods, of course, uh, to cypress swamp uh, a little bit, uh, you know, and then and you kind of, it's just, you see everything, oak hammocks, uh, sable palms here out of control. And it's just every step of the trail, like around each corner, you never know what type of adventure, what views or what animals you're going to see, you know? And that's, to me, is the beauty of the Florida Trail. It was just a constant adventure. And I just want to share that with as many people as possible because I hear people saying, "What? oh, what's the Florida Trail? And people that are from Florida. And it's there's no knock on them. It's just like job of, putting the florida trail out there like we need volunteers for maintenance we need you know we need foot traffic on a lot of it too you know to keep it uh you know maintained that's a big thing you know where i put the skunk ape stuff on over in the green swamp a lot of those trails other than now twice a year where i put on a race those trails are pretty overgrown absolutely i mean it's you know you you walk and I, I know this because I've been doing racetracking for 10 years and really doing hardcore maintenance for probably the past six or seven. Um, where before that, you know, we did a little bit, but now it's kind of like my favorite thing to do. Um, but, you know, what you walk this, you know, tightrope of what is enough use and what is too much. Because everyone, oh, we've got, they don't tell anybody about this, right? Like I've heard that a bunch. And, and that's cool, you know, but it also, all these areas are, they're public land and, you know, it's here to be used like in a safe, uh, respectful, maintainable manner. Right. And that's what we want to 
you know, push for. But, you know, a lot of stuff like we are, this whole race is essentially 30 minutes east of Orlando. Okay. And going from south to north along more or less the St. John's. Now, the area I'm in right now, and you might be able to hear the water, is, uh, you know, a lot of these areas just do not get foot traffic. And people just simply do not know about every year for the last three years have come out here and maintain this, you know, and we end up doing a lot more work than we should just because there's not hardly any foot traffic out here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, so, yeah, you know, exactly. What, um, it's, it's not on the main Florida trail. It's on like the Western corridor. So it's like, you're getting me less, uh, traffic, but that's like, to me is one of the most beautiful areas of Florida trail through green swamp uh, uh west is absolutely beautiful yeah with maintaining the trails you were able to raise quite a bit of money that right yeah for sure so like pretty much uh not pretty much the last three four years i've given at least a thousand dollars to the florida trail association which i have them earmark directly for trails and trail improvement and then like two years ago uh would that have been 2020 right before covid happened and right before i set off and set the fkt for the florida trail i um even more money i forget it's probably like another 750 bucks which fwc matched florida fish and wildlife matched and we rebuilt an entire boardwalk um i mean the biggest thing is yeah the florida trail association they need money right you know it's like a thousand bucks doesn't mean much but guess what it does mean it means re like redoing boards on bridges maybe redoing an entire bridge you know it, it's the little th and uh you know this year you know with work days i had you know uh coordinated 150 plus hours of trail maintenance like tool in hand trail maintenance between tosa hatchy charles bronson and little econ state forest and it was awesome bunch of people that ran they were running the 100 miler week of weekend before came out and were helping with trail work so I, I encourage anybody listening to this and everybody listening to this that, you know, the trails do not maintain themselves. You know, it's like your, your, your use fee or your entrance fee, whatever it might be, definitely does not even come close to touching, you know, paying for trips. Like, you know, you go to a state park, you're like, oh, well, I pay to make this, uh, keep these trails maintained. That is like not even remotely close to you know what it takes i mean it's all volunteer based you know like money it's more gonna help you know keep the park gates open so it's like any trail you're on needs all the help it can get and uh a lot of the trails i use for my events not just forgotten florida but just in general i use a lot more remote trails as a whole and so a lot of the person that maintains it like and it's only once a year so when we go do it it's like a major major ordeal we're like man, everything's been growing the last nine months. Let's go clear it out. So again, highly recommend uh, contacting your local land manager, the Florida Trail Association, uh, and just asking where you can help out. It's always a problem. Yeah. Which I guess circling back to um, the course, how did how'd race day go? Oh, dude, it, it went great. I mean, we have three different distances. You know, I do a... Uh, the 100 miler, well, I guess people who listen to this are probably more interested in the, the 100 mile, but I'll just talk about for a second if we're going to do that. Um, I love the 15 miler. It's a yeah. single loop uh, in Tosahatchee. It's got all, like, I mean, it's basically everything you would want to see in Tosahatchee. 
if you're doing like you know a sub ultra distance it gives you a little bit of uh grassy road maybe like two miles that total then you got uh you know the rest is pretty much like single track uh trail if you would call it that and you're just kind of um i guess the best way to describe it is you know it's the florida trail mixed with a bunch of other trails here and it's kind of like a suggested meandering through public space um it's not like <laughs> if you go to wakaiva or lake louisa where it's like this is a well-defined trail you know it's kind of like yeah this is pretty much a uh you're just kind of oh we're gonna go a little left here a little right and and um you know, we're going to go under this palm and I mean, it's these massive groves of sable palms uh, and then big cedars mixed through in it throughout it. And then you'll have flatwoods like but it's not your typical flatwoods because there's a bunch of palms popping up. So it's just it's really unique, unique area. Um, the 45 does basically the first 35 miles with the 100, uh, which I think next year i'm going to probably change it to a 50 miler and just have it do the first 50 miles of the 100 um that's probably what's going to happen so it'll be point to point and you will will not repeat more than maybe a half mile um but obviously with all the rain all this stuff like that you know I i'm not here to make the hardest race possible you know what i mean like that's not who i am i have a race for that it's called the georgia death race if you ever want to do just stupid hard stuff there you go but for me this is about showing off the beauty and showing off what the florida trail is and it's side trails in central florida and yeah okay there's probably be some mud here and there and some you know some rooty sections but you know but the point of this is like let's not go swamp stomping and you know like i, I don't want it to be hard for the sake of being hard um so with that being said um you know about a week and a half before it was like they had we um like four or five days in a row of just rain and it was like when where stuff was drying out it was like nope sorry <laughs> so <laughs> we ended up uh, or i ended up changing stuff around a little bit slightly to like knee deep mud as best as possible on that and uh and uh you know so the hundred um you know and the 45 miles pretty pretty awesome it does like a 30 or a 30 mile 50k loop what do you want to call it uh patchy and then i shuttle people across a highway which people always get oh my god that i shot all this is gonna be all weird and it's like yeah it's like maybe you wait three minutes there's also an aid station there so you're eating food if you're waiting um and then we shuttle you across it's like one mile across um which if you're doing florida trail then you walk this but for me, li liability, it's like, I can't have you go across a divided highway. Um, so, yeah. And then we get into Seminole Ranch, uh, which is another beautiful FWC property. And I would argue to say this is the most scenic four miles on the entire Florida Trail. Um, you're going through these palm groves. It's just like running through heaven. I mean, that's the only way. I can, it's just these areas here. It's like, you didn't know that you loved this area because you didn't know it existed and you didn't know things like this could be, you didn't know it could be this beautiful. <laughs> I mean, and it sounds so stupid, but it's so true. And um, so the hundred miler basically, you know, call spades spades is I, uh, I used everybody running that this year. I, I limited it to 65 people. I took total entrance 
and whoever showed up showed up because I wanted to keep it small. Everybody was my guinea pig this year. It's like I wanted to see what would happen, how people liked it, you know. And first year for a hundred miler, like weird shit happened. So like, you know what I mean? Like everybody stayed, you know, on course for the most part. I gave people my phone number. If they got lost, they call me. You know, like it's like right on. But the last 20 miles, I just said, hey, guys, like and we made this very clear from the start is you're going to have to navigate yourself like on the Florida Trail. I have a GPX file for you. You have an app that, that shows you this far out. And um, it, basically, like, you know, I just want to see what happened. I couldn't believe how many people that I knew were just running so fast, man. People killed it. Like I thought like. It was like the majority of people were going to be like 31, 33, 34 hours. And it was like, no, the we're between 25 and, you know, 29 hours. And uh, I was blown away. Them having to navigate, which I'm off here and there. So I'm like, okay, I thought people would be doing certain sections they were navigating in the daylight, but they were so fast. They're in, they're in the dark still. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So now we go back to the table. It's like, all right, next year, how about this? We're going to mark everything. We're going to change the route, you know, about leave it about 80% the same. So you see all the scenic stuff, change a couple of the crew access, like make some tweaks and stuff like that. But, you know, that's what I do is I thought everything went awesome. The weather was like perfect. It was overcast. It was cool. Um, you know, people that I knew back uh, 100 miles were finishing in like, 25 26 27 28 hours and it's like they were excited they're like dude that was a pr or you know whatever so i was elated by how well it went yeah because i know your your top three or three to one the trio they went under 20 hours and then uh chris who was i guess second or fourth depending on how you look at it you know right. he was i think just or just above 20 hours yes and and i'm here to tell you it's like Again, if people weren't having to navigate, you know, at all, you know, I, I, I truly believe those top three. Here's what I think would have happened, right? I think John probably would have been, I think it would have been John, Aiden, Max. Like, I, I think that's if they didn't have to navigate, I think that's the, that's the way it would have been. Just judging on how people were running, maybe Max would have gotten Aiden, you know, maybe Aiden got John. I don't know, but John seemed like he was running really fast. It's just what caught them in the end was navigating, you know, and Max is local. So he didn't have to think about it. Um, so I, I think, and it's kind of weird because it's like, yeah, man, there's a, there, I'm telling you, it's a three-way tie. They all ran together, uh, finished together, but ultra signup does not allow you to have a tie. Like there has to be, you can't have the same time as somebody else. You know what I mean? So there has to be a clear winner or whatever. And I, I don't know how it got entered, but the lady who my co-RD, However, she saw it, entered it, and that was what it needed to be. But yeah, they they all won. They're all, you know, they're all together. Same, same. And then I'm sure they told you this. It was kind of funny. It was my idea. All right. Well, how are we going to know? You know, we got the awards. You know, overall first male. Male. It's like, how are we going to decide who wins? It's like, guys, rock paper scissors go. <laughs> and uh, like, this is how like just the story of Max and John's day was there just together and back and forth the whole time they went through like, I think it was like six or seven rounds of rock, paper, scissors where it's like, all right, three, two, one, shoot. And it's like, they're both paper, three, two, one, shoot, boom, both rock. Both scissors. Scissors. And then finally John, uh, 
pulled that out. Yeah, that sounds like uh, one of the best highlights. What would you say is uh, the good, bad, and ugly? Well, first of all, let's talk about the bad. The bad was that because I was focused on the 100-miler, that I didn't get to be at the finish 45, and I feel very guilty for that because I like to high-five or hug everybody uh you know when they finish especially now that i've had covid twice i don't care you're not giving it to me <laughs> um and i'm probably not giving it to you so i uh, you know I, I really bummed on on that aspect of it you know because you know a lot of the people that run my events are like my good friends and you know they're people for it and it's like i feel pretty, pretty bummed and i did have to go out and rescue the guy who's all right his body just kind of like shut down um that was kind of like uh that pulled me away from the 100 mile finish line for a while and uh but um but yeah man so that would i would say the bad the ugly i would just say obviously it was like the amount of rain before that you know there was mud there's uh you know like a mile section of the florida trail where it's like shoe sucking mud you know most of the other stuff is just like hey man it's like mud you're kind of slipping you know, probably in a hundred miles, like real, realistically, probably about seven miles of like mud, mud, you know, like, um, I would say the good man, we had so runners like for that 15 miler, um, so many first time run bum races runners. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I was jazzed. I'm always stoked about that. Cause it's a lot of road runners coming to that and they don't really know what to expect very high anxiety people are like oh my god am i gonna get, get uh, attacked by a bear it's like no man like <laughs> you're gonna be okay um and i think a lot of people have that anxiety like i did you know again i had that as well uh and then they come out at, like five you know steps into the trail they're like okay this is beautiful like there's a bunch of people out here we have nothing to worry about right we're not wading through a swamp you know and um so i thought that was really awesome uh of the 48 or was it 45 uh, 100 milers that started uh 38 finished out of all of the races we didn't have to cut anybody nobody missed cutoffs we basically left them pretty hard open to kind of see as a first year um you know how many people can we get to finish like what are the what are uh, uh fair cutoffs etc so i just wanted to give people an opportunity if they kept moving kept going that they would finish um yeah so like that i think that was definitely lots of positive a lot of people saw i love this is my favorite comment people tell me is like i've lived in florida my entire life i didn't know this place existed or i didn't know these you know these views like this this is amazing that to me is like hell yes like you know missionary yeah that's the big thing you know finally opening people's eyes to actually you know, what's at their doorstep. For sure. And for me, you know, one of the reasons I'm such a big proponent of getting people on the Florida trail and on a lot of these more remote trails and areas, you know, not just in Florida is that I, every time I go to a trail work day, you know, when I'm joining other people, whether it's the Bartram trail society, the, uh, foothills, the Florida trail, um, you know, ATC, whatever it may be. Like I go to these work days and I'm always at 35. I'm always the youngest person there ever by year, at least 20 years. Most times, sometimes by like 30. So 
I see this massive generational gap and these old school uh, hikers, um, you know, that were hikers back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, and still are a little bit, but they're giving back. And I see this like, um, you know, there's just this gap, like what happened? It's like the lost generations where like everyone just wants to be on their iPhone and be on social media and people want instant gratification. You know, there's not a lot of people doing long distance backpacking anymore, you know, as opposed to back in the 70s, 80s and 90s. And so because of that, you know, we're seeing like we don't have, you know, I ask myself all the time, it's like, well, when these people get unable to, you know, physically or unable to maintain, well, who's going to step? truly see myself as trying to be one of the people trying to get trail runners into doing trail maintenance and stuff like that. And, you know, people love it. Like anybody ever come out, they have a, to- a blast. I mean, I think one of the main problems is just people don't know what to do or where to go. So I- I'm trying to bridge that gap. And I see that by the more people get out on these trails, they feel a sense of like ownership and, you know, you want to give back, you know, you're going to find somebody, I don't think, are very rare you find somebody's like oh man i go hiking all the time and i want to burn the forest down it's like or i want to cut it all down it's like no you're out here on this trail you want it to exist for as long as possible and do everything you can to see it happen and even improve and that's that's where i'm at and that's why i want to bring people on these uh you know these trails and being able to make a living from doing that is truly a blessing yeah man that is absolutely true you know very true well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hop on. Yeah, buddy. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for doing this podcast. And uh, I might see you on Saturday. I'm going to do a self-supported 50K tomorrow. So we'll see. Okay. Hey, but yeah, dude, keep doing the Green Swamp adventures. We need more people out there. That, that area is such an underutilized, you know, just beautiful, beautiful area. I see that every time I go skydiving in Z Hills. I look down on it. And I'm like, dude, this is beautiful. And there we have it. Sean, the rum bum Blanton. And of course, it was nice seeing Sean out there at Skunk Apes Revenge. You know, it was uh, nice that he took the time to swing on by my event out there in the green swamp. So without further ado, let's hit it with the, the trio that won the Forgotten Florida 100. Hey. Hello. Hello. So I think we're just waiting on Maxwell. But yeah, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm doing good. You? Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> hey, guys. All right. Now we got Swell in here. How are you guys doing? Doing good. All right. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. So this year was the Forgotten 4 to 100. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. And we that was a little late there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was a, a epic adventure there for like most of the race it, i mean it had so many ups and downs in it it was a it was just an adventure i don't even think it was a race to me you know for sure yeah absolutely it's kind of funny because pretty much within i think at least for me the first like 6.5 miles we were in the woods and i think they were right behind me and I was up with like three forty-five mile guys, but as soon as we got in the first road section, we I think we all figured out that we were all three in the one hundred mile race, and for the rest of the race, it was kind of just back and forth, which was fun. I knew that we were all really near each other, and then 
the crazy thing was when we, you know, we rode that shuttle across the road together and we were like, oh, <laughs> here, here we are all together. Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing, too. Like when you meet people out in the course. So I guess a big thing, we'll start with introduction. And of course, we'll go ladies first. <laughs> all right. What do you want to know? <laughs> I guess we'll just go uh, where you're from and kind of what brought you to the Forgotten Florida. Yeah, so um, I'm Aiden St. Charles. I, uh, I'm i from the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, specifically Signal Mountain. Um, I uh, I run a lot of uh, the Run Bum races, but I a few years ago, I discovered like the trails of Florida. And since then, I've just sort of fell in love with it down there. And, um, you know, I know, obviously, like, uh, Sean has you know, spent a lot of time down there and I ran the 45 mile version of this race last year. Um, and I, I was super excited to find out that he was going to do a hundred miler because I, um, you know, I, I wanted to come back and, and I like the longer races. So yeah, I was super stoked to, to get down there for this one. That's definitely what's nice with, cause I think you've done like all of Sean's races from sky to summit, Grayson Highlands, to yeah, Canyon. Yeah, I've done most of them. So there's, there's a lot of culture in like uh you know the atmosphere around those kind of races. Yeah, I um I definitely tend to run races and you know in the like for the the places and and I guess a lot you know I guess kind of his point of of putting on races is to you know show off these incredibly beautiful courses that he designs and so um. Yeah, I, I always know it's going to be an amazing experience when I when I go do those races. And, you know, that's a really good point that one thing Sean's really good about is showing people a lot of locations. And yeah. for, like, a lot of Florida, like Florida Trail and Ultra, a lot of, like, outsiders from across the country really don't come to Florida. So I guess that will lead into uh, either John or Maxwell, which one of you guys since you guys are the Floridians here. <laughs> Go ahead, Maxwell. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This was like my third ultra ever. So it was uh, a real crazy experience to do it. Um, I did that uh, Forgotten Florida 45 last year and uh, really cool. And it just really showed my body that I could push it farther. And uh, so I signed up for the hundred. So it was, it was cool. And um yeah. And then you've done the tick as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I did the tick. That was a cool race. I, I call myself like a, what is it? A, a original Floridian. I was born and raised here. And a lot of other people I've met aren't really born and raised here. So um, that's a pretty cool thing about here. Yeah, because I'm one of those. You know, I grew up in Ohio. You know, I was raised in Ohio and then came down here for college moved out for a little bit and then you know now i bought a house down here and that's one of the big things about florida is like the, just the vast amount of trails and what florida has to offer is what you know brought me back yeah it, it's just beautiful down here so and then yeah john john are you uh are you uh, a full floridian i am now yeah so <laughs> i've been all over the country in the last 15 years but my wife and I actually lived about an hour, hour and a half north of Aiden for like the last eight years to 
this town called Murfreesboro, and then we lived in Nashville for part of the eight years we were in Tennessee. And then for my wife's work, she just wanted to come down to Florida, so we made the move and ended up in Jupiter. So it's I'm definitely getting my uh, <laughs> trying to figure out all these Florida trails because it's totally different than the woods of Tennessee, but I'm enjoying it and how I wound up in this race. So, I mean, I've been doing like small ultras for 12 years now, forties and fifties. And just the last couple of years I've got into backyard ultras. So last man standing type stuff. And, uh, in December I did one called the Tennessee mile. It's, uh, it's kind of leading into how I got into this race, but it's just a 1.1 mile loop and you just do it for, this was a timed event. So 24 hours and I made it like 70 miles, but it was like 22,000 feet of vert. And then, you know, of course, afterwards I'm on ultra runner sign up, just poking around. I see this race and I see the video. I'm like, well, if I could do 70 miles, you know, with this much vertical gain, I probably can do pretty good on a hundred mile race at this point. <laughs> so and two, like I've never wanted to do a hundred just to do it. I've always wanted to compete or at least push a decent time. And I felt like I was finally to that point. And that's how I decided to do this one. Plus the, I mean, the whole course just looked awesome on the video. It looked like an adventure, which it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, Aiden. So speaking of adventure, kind of like, you know, how did Forgotten Florida really compare to the other um, rum bum races? Um... I mean, as far as the course goes, you know, obviously the course is going to be amazing and, um, you know, it doesn't involve mountains, but it, uh, you know, you can count on the scenery being beautiful and you're not just going to go out there and run something stupid just to, just to run. And, um, and, you know, I, you know, the aid stations are going to be well stocked and you're going to have great volunteers out there. And, um, and you know, that's, that's what it was. And, you know, Florida is, is amazing. So, uh, I'm jealous that y'all get to spend so much time down there and, and I have to, I, I just come down there occasionally when I, when I can. So my part of Florida is nothing like that. <laughs> like I'm running in uh these parks, they're they're pretty much called like natural dune areas, and it's just sand dunes and deep sand all day. So coming up to Orlando, just you know, less than two hours north is a whole different world, and it was pretty awesome. But that's also what's so cool about Florida is it's it's like you yeah. you just are constantly finding like different like ecosystems and mm -hmm. and you know you can be. You know, you can be in the sand one minute and then you can be in the jungle and and then in a cow pasture, you know, it's or by a river or, you know, North Florida is totally different. That's what's so cool about the Florida Trail, at least the, the sections I've been on. It's like you have so much variety in, in what you're seeing. It's tr Florida is like truly there is unlike any other place. Yeah, because that's a big thing, especially around the state. You know, the state is so vast, whether you're from Jupiter, where I know, like, kind of like, how are the running trails or how are, what's the running scene over in Jupiter? Uh, so, like, across from my house, it's right next to the intercoastal. There's a sand dune park, and it's got about five miles of trails, but those are almost all, like, 
the sugar sand and there's maybe a couple patches of something solid they're running. So all along the intercoastal, there's about four or five parks in Jupiter that are almost connected, similar. And then uh, they put on a cool ultra there in December, and I was actually sick and supposed to run it, but it's like the Jupiter Ultra or the Sandspur Ultra Marathon. It's like a 50K, and then the next day, it's like a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon all in one day. So you're getting 84 miles in <laughs> two days. And most people drop out. So that's part of the running scene. A lot of people do that. And then there's Jonathan Dixon Park, which is connected to the Florida Trail. So it's every once in a while, I'll catch the Florida Trail there for a couple miles. And that's a pretty desolate park. It reminded me a lot of where we were because the trail's hardly maintained. <laughs> you have to stop and look around to make sure you're going in the right direction or backtrack quite often. That's how you get good at navigating. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, like when I was out there that night, it reminded me of a lot of my runs out there at that park. Just have <laughs> had to stop and take a look around and make sure of myself before I take off in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah, that's how it is over here. And because uh, I've got the green swamp and there's a lot of trails that you think go one way and they end up <laughs> totally in the other direction. After 100 yards, you realize I did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, did and you guys get lost out there at Forgotten Florida? Yes. So, <laughs> we we all did. And sometimes less than less time than others, but like I guess I'll talk about the first main time, at least for Maxwell and I. <laughs> like we all got on that shuttle ride, which was funny as in itself. So there's a aid station at mile thirty one point five where you had to get on a shuttle. And you had to ride it across this divided highway, like, what, a couple minutes? So, like, Maxwell and I were running together for about 40 miles. And at this point, we're like, wouldn't it be funny if, of course, Aiden was the girl at that point, because we didn't know who, what her name was. But wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if we got to the next aid girl. station and, and we all caught the same shuttle? So, like, we're coming around this curve on the sandy road. And sure enough, she's standing there and we could see the van pulling up. So we just go at an all out sprint to get to the aid station in time to make sure we're on the same shuttle. So <laughs> one, two, three, we're all on the same shuttle, which was pretty cool. And then we kind of started to get to know each other. And then after that, we all, we were all together, what, for a couple miles at that point? Yeah, until y'all took off, like, yeah. blasting ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm going to walk through this mud. And that was like I'm my signal to be, be like, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said, I'm walking through this mud, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going for it. And uh, of course, <laughs> Maxwell came with me <laughs> and we were flying through this mud and uh, I'll make it short, but like, we thought we were gaining really good ground. All the course was marked really well. We weren't missing any flags. And then uh, Maxwell started noticing, like we were supposed to be getting close to the 41.5 mile aid station and he's like something's not right dude <laughs> and he knows the course so uh what happened next you know more about this part than i do you can explain it better yeah i think maxwell just disconnected oh well I don't know. i'll i'll, I'll go well i can that. tell you what happened on like my part right around yeah there. yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah so like so i you know come to this turn and and i see I see the Sean, the, you know, the race director there and, and he's like, you know, he realizes that, 
that I got to a place and y'all weren't there because y'all were in front of me and he was still out, you know, that like he knew that y'all didn't see these flags that were, that were out there and, you know, kind of off in the woods. And, and then, you know, I think, I guess he, he took off like sprinting, trying to find you guys. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I guess it took him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened exactly after that, but it, you know, he, y'all eventually reconnected, and and he, mm. I, I guess y'all like y'all ran the same mileage that yeah. So that he did. we pretty much, I think we did the part of the course that was supposed to be the part that was not supposed to happen because it was getting rerouted. So right. this really thick muddy section was supposed to turn and. Uh, the story is, at least I got a text on my phone. It's like, uh, somebody moved a sign and you guys got there before they corrected it. Right. So, like, we ended up at the 50-mile aid station, which is a five-mile loop around this field. And we called Sean and uh, he's like, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you guys want, just do that five-mile loop and I'll meet you there. And then I'll take you back to this section on the course. We'll that will uh, put you at the right mileage. So when you get back to that loop, go left instead of doing the loop again. So right. it all worked out in the end, but like <laughs> we got kind of, you know, a little. Right. It messes with you point. mentally. Yeah. And we also oh. didn't have aid for 13 miles or something like that. Yeah. But I think yeah. that overall, like I did get in a little bit of a hole nutritionally and it took me a little while to get out of and, but it worked Is out. It <laughs> It hit me mentally pretty hard that time. So it, it was just like <laughs> we did something wrong, but we really didn't do anything wrong. But it it was awesome catching back up, though. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> made the rest. It kind of made the rest of the day a lot more exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes, like you get off course, but once you get back on the right way, you're back in action. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got off course. So when we got into little big econ, um, you know, the last, the last, uh, after mile 75, I think it was roughly, the course wasn't marked anymore. We were just following the Florida Trail. So we got into the section in little big econ and um, there's a detour because the, the, there's a bridge that's out. And, and so you're not, following the orange blazes anymore um you get on you're following a white blaze and that is where i got messed up um and i you know i was so mad at myself for for messing up the navigation right there because i actually like the the fact that we had to navigate that section but um but it it definitely i like i I, you know, I got a little bit behind on my nutrition in that section too. And, but it, once I, you know, got back on course, it, it definitely gave me like a, an extra kick to like want to <laughs> push forward because I, I didn't know if I was still in the lead at that point or if I had gotten past in that little section where I got off. So, you know, I started, I started hustling, but, um, but I, it definitely, put me in a hole there for a minute. Uh, and I got behind, I got behind on my nutrition there. And that was really my only low point in the race. Um, coming into mile, mile 85 where everything <laughs> got exciting. <laughs> yeah. Don't get, don't get too far ahead. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so like 
a funny thing like where that we came back to that field we knew we the um aiden and this other guy had passed us so now we were you know when we got there originally for first second then we find out and we don't even know about how much at that point we're just know we're ahead of everyone and then all of a sudden you're not ahead of anyone you're actually off course and then <laughs> so when we finally got to the aid station before that got back to the field and make a left like maxwell was pretty out of it <laughs> he's getting he's like man bro i'm seeing i'm a little dizzy and like so him and i are walking down this road and i'm starting to feel my nutrition start kicking in and i'm like just keep moving man refuel off this aid station but he was uh moving so slow that i was like all right well i'm i'm ready to go because I didn't want to just walk. I'm going to see what I can do, see if I can still catch up to whoever's ahead of us. And we kind of parted ways, like have a good race type thing, which was just funny with knowing the rest of the race. And I guess Maxwell can tell his side of that part. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I was feeling really down and out by that point. I thought we were in like fifth or seventh place, and – as we were walking to that next aid station, I just feel really down and out. And by the time I got to the aid station, I kind of thought about and realized, Hey, I'm still like in fourth place. So I still have a chance at this. And John was talking about how if we got 50 miles done in under nine hours or we were, we still had a chance at beating our goal at 20 hours. So I kind of got my spirit back there and just kept going i felt like at that point i kind of had the home court advantage with the the trail in front of me i kind of knew where i was going and i kept pushing it along and really tried to just meet my friends again is what what it really seemed like yeah because aiden brought up a good a really good point about nutrition because i know aiden's done she's done a lot of races where Maxwell, you kind of done like two races, whereas John, you've done like the 24 hour races. Yeah, I've done a lot of 17, 16 hour, 50 miles, and 40. So I'm pretty knowledgeable on nutrition at this point. And my yeah, nutrition, so I- actually, the only low point I had all day was when I didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of, but like he was saying, like, when I came in the race and funny thing is talking at the end of the race, we all our whole, every one of us decided our goal was hours. Little did we know we all had that, but I told my crew, which was my sister-in-law is like, um, if I'm doing, if I'm at nine hours, you know, at mile 50, then we're doing really good and I'll have a really good shot at making under 20 hours. But I think we were actually closer to eight and a half hours was, which was the fastest 50 I've ever ran, even faster than a 50-miler I've won in Tennessee. So it was like <laughs> we were crushing it. And then I knew mentally it's like – and you always hear, at least I listen to all these podcasts too, that 100 miles is a long race and anything can happen if you throw in the towel that early, which was I, t- I was trying to tell Maxwell that. It's like we got a long way to go, man. <laughs> so yeah. just keep trucking along. Cause, and I even said, I said, I'll call you Aiden, but – that girl, you know, I was like, <laughs> she, she's, she's bound to have something go wrong too. I was like, her race is not going to go perfect just because we had this hiccup. So, you know, everybody's going to have things happen on a race like this. And it's an adventure race. So it's kind of like 
part of it. It's which is why it wasn't as disheartening as where no navigation is necessary. Yeah, the navigation part of it because it's fairly well marked course to the extent that it's such a long, you know, point to point. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can always expect you know the highs and lows of to what's going to be coming. Right. I mean, like the you know the course was well marked up to the the point that we were supposed to navigate by ourselves and then you know the the florida trail is well marked so you know as long as you can follow a blaze you can follow the trail but but yeah i mean you know we all had our hiccups there and and like john said you know in a hundred mile race there are a million things that can go wrong and then and then you you know you get off course you get behind you know you everything everything can happen and you just have to kind of plan for that to happen and keep moving forward regardless and you know adapt on the go and you know that's what we've all learned Mm -hmm. um you know as we've as we've run these races i'll say yeah so what were the you know kind of the big um wow factors to the course the mud (laughs) (laughs) like uh there's this uh the mud was just I mean, I loved it. I like it a lot. Like when I run out at Jonathan Dixon or wherever, I'll go out of the way to get wet in, in the mud, which I think paid off actually in this race. But there were so many spots where you'd be mm-hmm. the ankle deep and then all of a sudden halfway up your shins. And then you take one more step and it's up to your crotch almost. And then Absolutely. you're out of it. It happened to me probably four times where I was almost waist deep out of nowhere. And actually, yeah. the- funny thing is you've probably seen the video aiden but <laughs> me and maxwell broke our phones out because it was a part where we had to walk it's like we got to prove that we were on doing this hundred in this these conditions and as soon as like we started recording i'm doing a selfie and he's behind me and i just like sink into the side of this tree <laughs> where there's like a cavity up to yeah. my waist <laughs> yeah so i had a few of those too <laughs> and i you know i just laugh about it and, and yeah we were having because you're gonna you know then you're gonna hit some beautiful section mm-hmm. and, you know and then you kind of forget about it so um yeah i mean i think the the big thing for me is just the variety that you get like you know one minute you're you run a section that's through the jungle and then and then you pop out and and you're in a completely different setting um and then you know you're not even it doesn't even feel like you're in America, you feel like you're, you're somewhere else completely, you know, and, and all of it is remote. And then, and then suddenly I was running by houses that, you know, that had Christmas lights and music <laughs> playing and, you know, it's, that's, that's what's so cool about these long races, especially point to point ones, because you're just, you know, you're covering so much ground, um, you know, on foot. It's, it's pretty amazing. I love those point to point races. It's just an adventure at every turn and nothing's the same throughout the whole course. Yeah. I think it keeps it, it keeps it fresh. I like change of scenery when you're doing, you know, something that's a loop, it just gets to be the same thing. Mentally, it's more exciting for me. Yeah. You never know what's coming up. Right. I've actually never done. I, I mean, this is my, um, I finished 100 miler and it was a point to point. And then I attempted 120 miler in Florida, another run bum race a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> and I 
did not finish that one, but you know, that was a point to point race. And then this one. So, so I don't know. I personally, I don't like the, the loop races or things that repeat. Um, that's just, I mean, it's great for, you know, people that like to do that. And, you know, I'm mentally, I could probably do it, but not really why, why I run. I like to, I like to see what all's out there and cover a lot of ground. So, um, you know, I, I don't see any cons to, uh, to a point to point race. <laughs> yeah, me either. There's no cons. I love seeing <laughs> everything new along the trail. It's just amazing. So and for me too, I was trying to get one of those races in because I have only been doing <laughs> loops and like the one in Tennessee was a 1.1 mile loop. So you're doing it 60, 70 times. And the, the back, uh, you guys know, last man standing, it's the 4.17 mile loop over and over and see who's the toughest guy or girl out there who can last the longest. So that's pr pretty much what I've been doing for a couple of years now. So it's nice for me to actually just go out there and do a real race, which I'm better at as far as just moving fast and not slow <laughs> yeah you know earlier you mentioned the, the why you know what's kind of the why for you guys for me it's uh the adventure but i love competing <laughs> like i said i've never done 100 unless i unless i think i can be competitive at least you know top five i don't really want to do it because i can go run a I can go run in the woods near me or the sand near me. It's just, I'm still young, still in shape. So I love, I, I thrived on getting behind Aiden and us chasing her down. Like that was, that was fun for me. It, it was probably funner coming from behind than keeping the lead the whole race. Like it's just the chase and you never know like what can go wrong with your nutrition and your nutrition. And I mean, that's exciting. Or like I started catching up to them. <laughs> I caught the second place guy almost like I could see his headlamp on this five point. What was a five mile loop we had around that field, like mile 70. And then I made a wrong turn on my own and it cost me half a mile. So it's like, man, I'm making progress. And then the mental block of like, you just lost <laughs> another five or six minutes and just all the obstacles of, I mean, that's the fun of it for me. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like both of y'all watching, I'm, you know, I, I guess I, in my mind, I knew that y'all were back there somewhere and I was, you know, was, I was, I was worried about the fact that y'all got off course because you, y'all were crushing it. And, um, and I guess, you know, I just, I was kind of, you know, in my own little world running, running my own race and, and having fun out there, but, um, which is I guess my why I, uh, I just, I know that I'm, I know that mentally, like there's pretty much nothing that is going to like get me down. Um, I stay pretty positive out there, but, and then, you know, I, <clears throat> I knew that, uh, I, I had, I had, I've never like had to really like, I've never really raced, you know, guys or, you know, known that I would have to, to really, <laughs> really push myself to, to race, you know, there, especially like at the end, um, <laughs> or the possibility of it. Uh, but we're all obviously super competitive and, and we, we all want to win and we're all driven that way. But, um, but it's definitely, it's more than that. 
you know. I've always wanted to see what my body could do is why I've been trying to run these races. And it's just amazing. Every time I run one of these, I just couldn't believe that I could do it. And it's just been getting easier every race that I've run. So I guess I enjoy the pain and seeing myself get better every time. For sure. You, you, man, you impressed me so much. Like the whole day I was just like blown away. Cause like I was feeling pretty good most of the time. And I could tell like, you know, you were some of the time getting a little down and out, but you just, no matter what, like if you drop back to look at your phone and call your wife, 10 seconds later, you'd right, be right on my heels and we'd be talking again. Like, even though like that mistake happened, you still went the next 13 miles with me, even though it was mentally tough, but you, you hung, you hung with it as long as you could until your nutrition just got so far behind that you had to hang back to catch up. And then of course the ending, which we'll get to that soon, I'm sure. But to have you come back was just like that. That was the highlight of my day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super impressed by both of y'all. I, I mean, you know, I like Maxwell, like absolutely. You're I thought for sure that you were gonna like crash and burn, if I'm being totally honest. But your comeback, dude, like it was epic. <laughs> I am yeah. super, super should, impressed by you. Should, should we start getting towards that point? <laughs> I can <laughs> I can uh kind of bring to where me and you met up, like because uh, let's see, mile 76 was a crude aid station. I did have my in-laws and my sister-in-law there and saw them. And there's two miles section before you get back on the, the Florida trail. And I put some road shoes on just to give my feet a little break. And as soon as I thought it was a longer road section, but as soon as we get on the Florida trail or I did, <laughs> I stepped in a thing of mud up to my waist and I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> and I had these. I was stubbing my toe on the roots because my legs were so heavy. And then uh, running through the woods, don't even know when the next day station is. And I come up on that little tent set up by some sandy dirt road. And, of course, the first thing I'm asking every time I get to one of these spots is, where's the second place guy? Well, I finally passed him in between that point. So I was like, when was, uh, when was that girl in here? I was like, <laughs> uh, she came through at 9 o'clock, and it's 9.32 right now. So I was like, dang it. I was like, I haven't gained any ground, I don't think. And we only have 22 miles left at this point. And, uh, you know, she's 30 minutes ahead of me. So I'm trying to book it through there. And I really had a, some pretty big issues in those woods myself. I didn't completely get off course. But, like, at one point I had to call Sean because I just couldn't afford to make a major mistake. I was like, I got this app out that you told us to download. And, I can't make sense of it. This is where I am. He's like, oh, you need to go back. I start going back. I was like, no, man, I'm positive. I just don't know if I go right or left at this road. So he finally pointed me in the right direction. And then where Aiden ended up getting lost, I got to that spot and I was walking in circles trying to find the trail. And then I could see the second place guy. He's catching up on me again. I thought he was long gone. So I stopped my Strava on my watch and opened up the GPX file, which I've never used, which, uh, help me get out of there and finally get moving again. So then I'm moving through the woods and I call my, my sister-in-law and my wife had just got there from work cause she had a job scheduled that day. And I was like, I'm seven miles out. Uh, I don't, it'll probably take me about an hour and a half. And they're like, 
she's like, oh, you can make it in 40 minutes. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was like, if I was fresh and had it run 80 miles, I still couldn't make it there in 40 minutes. She's like, yeah, you can. And like, and so I, I put my phone back in my pocket and, and my vest and I can hear her like texting me like every like five minutes, where are you? Or you can make it in 20 minutes or 30. And I was like, I'm still this far out. So I start getting closer and the GPX file will tell you you're getting within this many miles at the end of the race and this aid station was at what mile 86 so i'm like i think i'm about three miles out and they're like well this uh, that girl still hasn't come through so you know that's 30 something minutes so i'm thinking maybe she's about to come through any second <laughs> and the closer i get it's just like they're contacting me and it's like i'm like i'm about a mile out well she still hasn't come through they're saying she's getting close and i'm I'm getting like a third win at this point. So I start busting out like, you know, 10, 11 minute miles and I'm <laughs> determined to be cl somewhat close when I get to that aid station. And so finally I get within, I don't know, less than half of a mile. And they're like, she still hasn't come in. And I'm thinking, I guess she might've got lost or she's wandering around out there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to come into the aid station. I'm just going to change my shoes and get something to drink and head out. I was like, if she shows up, <laughs> then I'm going to just run right through him if she's sitting there. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's probably funny on your part hearing this. But uh, so I get literally within two tenths of a mile. I can see the light. And they're like, she's just running in now. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I'm not stopping. I was like, just drive down the road and hand me a bottle or something. So I'm, like, sprinting <laughs> through the woods. I come out. And this dude's like, You're, you got her, man. You got her, man. And I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. He's like, I don't even know where to go. And she, he's like, she's up there. She's going. And I see Aiden just crossing the road and getting onto the sidewalk. And she starts jogging. So I come sprinting through the aid station as fast as I can. And I'm thinking, I'm going to just completely demoralize her by blowing past her as fast as I can. Which I did I, as far as <laughs> I ran past her at like a six-minute mile. <laughs> And then I'm just kind of like, well, what's she going to do? So we're going down the sidewalk and sure enough, she starts chasing after me. And I, I'm almost confident that we did a sub seven minute mile right there. <laughs> I, I feel pretty sure about that. <laughs> like I would say that would be my, six miles in. Yeah. I, th I think it was like my 10 K pace and we're, and I was just sitting there in disbelief of myself. Like I'm still going. And so I'm running down the sidewalk. It's chaotic. My sister-in-law, who's like determined for me to win like all day long and the night before, if you don't win, I'm not coming back to crew you ever again, <laughs> which was, which was what I like to hear. It's fun for me. So they're driving down the road and Aiden's probably thinking this is insane. Cause they're like honking. What do you need? What do you need? I was like, just drive up ahead. <laughs> I was like, drive up ahead half a mile and meet me there and give me a bottle. So at the same time, I have no clue where I'm going because I got this GPX file, but I can't see it, and it's not telling me what to do. So I'm just hoping I see something. And I don't know, maybe about a half a mile, I started to get a little ground on Aiden. I don't know what you you could tell better than me, but maybe a couple hundred yards or something. And then all of a sudden, my watch is like, you're 600 feet off course. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> and I stopped to see what she does, and she runs right up to me. And uh, she, what was the app you were using? The far out app. That so has, she had, yeah, yeah, she had the far out app with the Florida Trail, which I had too. But I thought this other was going to be good enough, and I had handed my phone off to my family. 
so I started to kind of rely on her at this point. And uh, so she's like, we need to turn up here. So we go this road. Same thing happens. I start to gain a little bit of ground and my watch goes, you're 200 feet off course. And I'm just getting so frustrated. And uh, this happens like two more times. And one time I actually went straight and she hollered at me and she's like, John. And I stopped and she saved me and I came back to her and I, we were still, what do you, I think we were doing like nine minute miles or eight and a half minute miles there for about four miles. And I'm yeah, thinking we in my mind, <laughs> I'm like, this is really unsustainable. But, and now like my goal was to burn her out and leave her in, like just enough back <laughs> that I could hold her off the rest of the race, but we're still nine and a half miles in or out from the finish. And so we get on this greenway and, uh, I think we did about two miles there pretty hard. And then she just stops and starts walking, looking at her phone. And I stop and I say, <laughs> I hate to be using you like this. And then her and I just kind of started talking and we just, we <laughs> hit it off at that point. It was, you can tell your side of the story, but it, it was fun. Yeah, I know uh, exactly, you know, how you said it. I was, I came into that aid station and I was like basically stumbling in and, you know, I'm trying to get some, you know, pickle juice and Coke and, <laughs> and I had like a handful of potatoes and, and then all of a sudden I hear you coming out of the woods and I'm like, no, <laughs> and you come like sprinting by me. And I know uh, Scott, the photographer, like has this whole thing on video. Oh, and really? Come sprinting by me. And I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> so I take off after you. And, you know, I at that point, I was like, you know, we we're flying and 80 plus miles into the race. You know, that is that is not really what you want to do, but you know, I wasn't going to let it slip away. So <laughs> I guess my goal at that point was just to hang with you as long as I could and, you know, push, go to some dark places that I'd never been before. And, you know, if that's what it took, I was, I was going to stay with you as, you know, as long as I had to. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's like, then suddenly we, you know, kind of needed to work together and, and you're right, like we stopped and walked and, and, you know, we started talking just as trail runners do while they're racing. And, um, you know, it, what's the point of killing ourselves, you know, to the finish. Right. And, um, and yeah, we just, you know, started having a good time and trying to navigate. I, I guess the, the problem there was that, you know, we're not in the woods anymore. We're on a road and we're following orange blazes but it's on a road and you can't really see them. So, uh, yeah, we just, we just decided to kind of take our time a little bit, but we definitely were like, you know, looking behind us to make sure no one was, was <laughs> coming up on us. <laughs> um, and then, uh, someone did. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, you know, we're, we're still thinking we're, cause the second place guy, he was suffering the guy, not Maxwell when I passed him and I took second. And I knew with the miles we just busted out, he was nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we were flying. And uh, so, like, you and I are literally having the conversation about Maxwell and how p poor off he was. And I'm saying, man, I've, I was kind of worried about him because he's talking about blacking out and stuff. And, like, uh, 
I don't know if he's even going to finish by daylight or anything. And then we start talking about, well, what do you want to do? You want to run to the finish or you want to, we started getting the concept or idea of finishing together, like first female, first male. And then literally right as we finished saying that you hear this, these stomping steps behind (laughs) us and Maxwell like runs past us and blurts out some obscenities and, he just starts <laughs> laughing his head off and I'm like, what? <laughs> I had to, it took me like, my mind's like racing. Like, did he drop out and, and just get in his car to come play with us? Or That's did he what really I recover? <laughs> did you guys really think that? I had, I mean, yes. you know, you caught me so off guard that I was just like in shock <laughs> of what was going on. It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it really was. I I really thought that he had like dropped out of the race and had found us on the road and was messing with us. <laughs> Dude, tell I want to hear your side of the story. Still haven't heard how that happened. Yeah, so man, I was really down and out, but um, after I got my win back at mile like sixty, I started like running a little bit more, trying to keep at least twelve minute miles, <clears throat> and uh, I got to mile seventy six. My buddy was supposed to meet me there. He was late. So he met, he met me on the road as we're running. Um, a lady gave me some pizza. I think that really helped me out. And uh, I threw all my gear in it in the car. And he met me at uh, the next spot after the two-mile uh, run on the pavement. I ran the whole thing, didn't walk. And uh, when I got to uh, the Florida Trail off of Blum- Brumley Road, I was like, I I know this trail. I've done this trail before. So I put in some music for the first time of the whole race. And I just was like, I'm going to catch up. And I just jammed out 10 minute miles there for uh, a couple miles till I got to the next aid station. And I get up there and I'm like, where's John? And they (laughs) said, "Uh, he's. 20 minutes ahead of you and she's 20 minutes ahead. Aiden was 20 minutes ahead of John. So I was like, man, I got, I I have a chance if there's, if I'm only 20 minutes behind. And, uh, once I entered the woods again from that, uh, little aid station on the dirt road, it, it was like my backyard trail. It was like, I've run that trail so many times, run it at night a couple times. That's where I trained for the, uh, 100. So, I kind of knew the twists and turns and uh, where everything was going. I've run that, um, what was that, the detour on the Florida Trail where you guys kind of got lost. So the whole time in my mind, I was thinking, I've got to be faster than them right now. They're having to navigate, and I'm not having to navigate right now. So it, it was... I felt like an advantage, so I just kept pushing it. And then I saw that second-place guy... Uh, we're almost to civilization in the the little econ area, and he's got his two pacers with him, and he's bright. And uh, <laughs> I, I uh, passed him, but I I screamed out some curse words, thinking it was you, John, with a backwards <laughs> white on. Must have scared this guy to death. <laughs> and uh, as I he could get him, scared with how bright it was with him back there, it's like right? daylight. <laughs> he uh he said to me oh you got your spot back and uh i was like thanks man and i just kept going <laughs> and uh i kind of got lost a little bit again missed a turn coming at, at, like up a hill or something and saw his 
bright light going off into the the woods so i followed it back and got back on trail and then i came up to the 11 miles left and the first thing i said again was where's john and i guess it was the cameraman it what was his name scott or scott yeah yeah he's like man get what you need and go they're right there so <laughs> i like shoved as much stuff as i could in my pack i got rid of everything else that i didn't need and uh I took off after you guys. I wasn't even running on the sidewalk. I knew where the trail went. I was running <laughs> in the middle of the road. <laughs> and uh, I was running 10 minute miles again, just on the road, trying to catch you guys. And I knew that you guys had to find the trail and the blazes are on the telephone poles kind of far off the road, you know, like I knew it wasn't as easy as me just kind of knowing where to go. But, uh, I got past that park on the, it had the boardwalk on it. That was a pretty cool experience get running through there and yeah. uh, through that. Uh, what was it? The roundabout. And I met my buddy there again. He kind of took some pictures, gave me some drink. And then I was on my, like, that's my half marathon trail that we ran to the finish. And I turned off my headlamp cause I know I didn't need it. Cause I <laughs> knew where i was and uh, kept running my buddy met me at every crossing and uh i don't know if he saw you guys at yeah, all yeah we saw him yeah for uh, sure okay I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know who he was though at that yeah, point we just thought he was supporting us but not at all <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my uh peg leg buddy is sitting there cheering me on and he's like dude they're right there so i kept like putting some good tunes on and I was hauling butt with no light. And, uh, I finally saw their light in the distance. Cause it was like a good mile straight away that you could see pretty far. And then I really got the energy. I was like, I'm just going to blow past them. Like <laughs> nothing like the standing still, man. And, uh, that was probably one of the best parts of the race. Just blowing past you guys and saying, come <laughs> on guys. And you guys, looked at each other and then you took off after me and i was like i can't do this this is this is funny so i stopped it and, and i decided right there like i was within my goal and i i was i was done basically i just wanted to finish the race it was such, a, such an epic adventure that i it didn't i wasn't in it for first i guess i was there for just to finish with you guys yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when did you guys actually all like come together and kind of meet up on the trail? What mile say, was that? Like in probably nine. Yeah, last six or eight. Yeah, I think we were a little under. I think it was more like I think it was closer to four miles left or something. Because I was keeping looking at my watch, thinking when Aiden and I were alone, like uh, we only got about four miles left, right around four miles left. Because we walked. The three of us walked together most of the rest of the race. <laughs> yeah, like we, we could were have just all, having fun at that point. <laughs> we could have yeah, jogged in and been under 19 and a half hours easily, but we just kept an eye on the clock just to make sure we got sub 20 because funny as it is, we all, that was our goal for each of us was under 20 hours and we're all like, we're all going to make it. It's been a day. We all had our ups and downs. Like, let's just finish this thing together. And it was great time. Probably the best time of the race. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good getting to meet everybody and finally getting Aiden's name at that point. Right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not that girl anymore. 
<laughs> that girl's looking real strong. The pink, pink short girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the pink short girl. Oh, and then uh, we barely finished under 20 hours, too. Like, we almost blew that. But <laughs> we were having too much fun. And, like, and I, think, I think we're all a little surprised at how much it hurt trying to, like, <laughs> we're like, okay, we're just going to start, we're going to start running again. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it hurt really bad to get started again. Yeah, that was a, a really rough two-thirds of a mile. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, I don't know if uh, you saw the video of, they're like, well, we only got one first place uh, male award, so we're going to have to figure something out. And they're like, all right, paper, rock, scissors. And Maxwell and I did paper, rock, scissors six times. We tied in a row before before finally I had paper versus his rock. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. It was. Y'all are so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that's such a that's such a wild ending to any race. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was thinking I was like I'm about to be part of one of the most epic ends of a race ever when I <laughs> when her and I were going you know we're gonna have our best splits of the whole race with. 11 miles left and then it, it was it was just epic how it all ended so yeah. great yeah i thought for sure that you and i were gonna be like i, I was like I'm, I'm gonna have to go to some seriously dark places to to be able to keep keep up with you or try to keep up with you um you know busting out these miles at the end but but i was kind of you know i prepared myself mentally to do it um yeah you were uh impressing me <laughs> but it you know it it couldn't have been a better way to finish i mean i like truly like why you know i i've i don't think i've ever heard of anyone finishing together but why not you know we we spend so much time like you know you meet people out there and that's one of the big takeaways from all these races that i do i meet meet people in every single race that i you know that i do that i that i keep in touch with and and you know that's that's a big part of it so why not you know it was, it was fun yeah i wouldn't have had, had it any other way i mean of course going towards the end i'm like i want to win i'm here to win but then like when it all came down to it it's just i think that's what's you know makes trail running so special because the it's just uh the connections you make out there like you said like i have so many buddies from races all over the country that i keep track of and talk to often on you know social media and i'm sure that the three of us will keep in contact now too yeah, yeah absolutely in the in the uh in the group chat saved each other's numbers are you guys gonna meet up someone's gotta win here <laughs> well <laughs> oh I gosh can... i haven't thought that far yet <laughs> you guys you guys better be willing to get closer to 17 hours if you want to compete with me next time that's oh, all i guess oh, oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean this was like more than i ever thought would happen um going into the race i only thought i was going to get top 10 like i did the year before on the 45 i got ninth and i didn't even think of like getting first or like meeting like new friends it, i mean it was a race in the beginning and then by the end it was just like making friends and it was an adventure it felt more like a through hike day than it did a race and that was the coolest part about the race and 
the up and downs in in the middle of the race were, were crazy and then the comeback was like like my high point of the whole day just to catch up with my friends was like the most amazing thing yeah yeah it was it was epic i i, I don't even know how to describe it beyond that i mean it like it will never, nothing like that will ever happen again. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's for sure. I, I can't imagine that it would. Um, you know, I, I guess it's a little, it, it felt a little different for me because, for me, because like, because I'm a girl, I, you know, I'm, I, I've never real. I've, I guess it's always sort of been a goal of mine to, to win overall and not just win first female, not, not that I always win you know, first female or anything, but, um, you know, I, I like to, you know, to podium with the, with the females, but, you know, kind of in the back of my mind, I, I start to race the guys. I like, I, I like to finish top 10 overall, overall. Um, but, um, you know, I really, I just want to have a good race and be smiling at the finish line. But, um, so I was, the fact that it was even like a possibility for me to be, you know, first or tie for first overall, um, was a pretty big thing for me. And I, you know, I have no idea if it could ever happen again, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy to have, to have crossed that finish line with you guys. It was, it's something I'll never forget for sure. <laughs> Well, I won't ever forget it either, and I could definitely see you being number one again. <laughs> like we, I was telling Maxwell the whole day. I was like, "Man, she's got she makes it look effortlessly or effortless." Like just you, you know, I could tell you know how, who's who's suffering out there, who has good form, and whenever I was near you, you were looking solid all day. So, and that was a, an awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think of my final thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it was my first 100 and not my longest run, but my farthest run. And I had some pretty lofty expectations and kind of my takeaway was like, I asked some of my buddies and friends on, you know, Instagram, just like just their thoughts and stuff. And I kept telling everybody, I was like, I think I want to do like 18 to 19 hours. And like, that's a little lofty. And then I told Sean in a text, so I was like, oh, maybe I should say 20, even though I think I'll do under 20. And Sean's like, man, that would be killing. If you do under 20, you'll probably win it. I'm like, man, is this course that hard? <laughs> yes. So, like, I lowered my expectations a little of what I could do. And, uh, um, you know, one person's like, because I did t ask one person, they're like, what, what do you take away from your 100? Like, one piece of advice, if you could go back and do it again, it was... I think I left too much on the table. Like I would have believed in myself a little more. And that's the, like one piece of advice. Just like you've done the training, you've been doing this for 12 years. Like, you know, your nutrition. And for me, it was just cool when I hit mm, 50 miles deep into the race and I'm faster than my fastest race, 50 miles. And I'm still feeling amazing. <laughs> like it was just a cool experience as far as that goes, like how everything just all the training paid off and, and then, you know, I'm competitive, like I said earlier, and eventually that thought of play winning alone just didn't even matter to me. And I think I enjoyed it more finishing with the two of them. It was just something I'll never forget. And 
bonding with people is it's uh, more important than at this point in my life than winning a race. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's crazy the people that you meet for, from all the different training backgrounds that you end up finishing with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like Maxwell coming out there and 51 miles further than his furthest race ever. <laughs> and yeah. Hanging with us, it's like, what's he capable of if he <laughs> trained hard for another year or two? It's crazy to me. Can't wait to race you guys again. <laughs> I'll be back, I think. I'm, I'll plan to come back next year if, it's, if it happens again. Oh, yeah. I know one thing is I'm going to go out like a bat, though. <laughs> I'll be right behind you, bro. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it. That is the episode for the Forgotten Florida 100. Hope you guys enjoyed. You know, I've had a long weekend with putting the, the Skunk Ape Revenge on and Hey, with that too, the registration for the Skunk Ape Night Run is also open. You know, it's 15 bucks in a potluck. It's out the green swamp. Camping's free. Just come out and hang out. It's a pretty chill race where, uh, you know, the community just comes together and we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>